This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Monday, April 19th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. It's just me today. We're going to run through a few of the spring games from Saturday that I had a keen eye on. And I think we're going to do this podcast. My guess is it's kind of a lock that we're going to be under 15 minutes back to our, our original roots when we first started this podcast two years ago of 15 minutes or less. Let's see what we got. I've got six teams who had big spring games on Saturday. It excludes some other teams like Auburn, the Tank Bigsby Show, and Mississippi State, which showed off its quarterback battle. Uh, This excludes teams like that, and it's instead going to focus on Alabama. It's going to focus on Georgia, LSU, Miami, Ohio State, and USC. So we're going to run through those. And then we're going to be done. And and I hope at the end of it, you will have learned something or found something that I said that was stupid and a, a reason to disagree with me, which I, I'm, I'm always up for. So let's start with Alabama. And I'm not going to like recite the white score versus the crimson score. Like we're just, that's just dumb. No one cares about actual scoring in spring football. We're going to talk about stats, pertinent position battles, and newcomers to keep an eye on. Bryce Young at Alabama, this job is his. We the, the charade of pretending that it's him versus Paul Tyson, it's over. Bryce Young was the MVP, 333 yards, and a touchdown on a whopping 44 attempts. The former number one player in the class of 2020, he sat behind Mac Jones. He did not think he was going to have to sit behind Mac Jones, and he did. Now the job is his. He was playing without, well, first of all, he was playing behind a very Patrick offensive line. He was playing without many of his top receivers, such as John Mechie, but he still spread the ball around. Five completions of 16 yards or more to five different receivers. Nick Saban says he thinks he's done a really good job all spring. And did you watch? Uh, if you watched the game, you, you saw a true freshman, number 17, wearing Jalen Waddle's number, Ajay Hall. Four catches for 72 yards and along a 37. That's just a, a rather pedestrian stat line, but this guy was, every single catch was excellent, was spectacular, and he just, he was going up and, and mossing guys. He was he was winning 50-50 balls, showed capability to, to make the one-handed catch as well. Nick Saban on the ESPN broadcast doled out some pretty high praise for his true freshman. He said well, he's one of the more, he's one of the most explosive players on the entire team. So Alabama, of course, is going to lose two first-round receivers from last year's team and Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, and you add those to the two first-rounders the year before, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. They're just just going to do what they do. They're going to reload, reload at the position. Uh, their 2021 receiving class, including Hall, four receivers within the top 75 total rankings in the 24-7 sports composite. It is simply insane the talent they're going to have around them and as we'll we'll talk about with Ohio State as well receiver right now is the premier have or have nots position in college football it's not just enough anymore to have one first round pick at receiver you got to have multiple 
to win a national title, it seems. The data is going back a few years, and, and maybe 2018 Clemson won't have two first-round receivers, but T. Higgins was the first pick of the second round, and Justin Ross, before his, his spinal condition, looked like a, a future first-round pick, too. But then LSU is going to have three first-round receivers. It's 2020 Alabama team is sick as well. So you got to have receivers. And Alabama and Najai Hall uh, showed off that they have plenty of receivers incoming. Georgia kind of lacking receivers right now. George Pickens is probably going to be out for the whole season with that ACL injury, but at least for the first time in what feels like forever, which is really not because Jake Fromm was just two years ago, Georgia has an established quarterback situation. And maybe this feels different in what JT Daniels gives Georgia because it's an established explosive quarterback situation. JT Daniels was 28 of 41 in the spring game, 324 yards, three touchdowns, did not turn the ball over JT Daniels, who again reclassified, he's been injured. You know, last year there was no spring football for anyone. He says he thinks this was only his fifth spring ball in his entire life, counting high school. He said the reps were extremely valuable just to get 15 extra practices of reps with the guys and a lot of incoming new Georgia receivers he needs to work with was huge. Also worth noting of 28 of those 28 completions, 11 went to the running backs. Maybe we'll get a glimpse then of, of Todd Monken wanting to involve a very deep running back room, Zamir White, James Cook, and getting the ball out of the backfield. We've done a lot of pieces on which Georgia receivers are going to be the guys with Pickens out. Jermaine Burton's everyone's pick, but he's been injured. So, you know, do you go Arian Smith? Do you go Rose McJack-Saint? It's for the spring game, at least, it was a Donay Mitchell, a three-star recruit in the class of 2020. Game-high 13 targets, caught seven of them, 105 yards, and a score. And then also for Georgia, it's a money year for Nolan Smith, the former number one recruit in the class of 2019's 24-7 sports composite, has not quite lived up to that ranking yet. Maybe Saturday was an indication that he he's on the way to doing it. Six total tackles, five of them were solo added a sack as well. So Nolan Smith, can he live up to being a future first round pick? He's got all the tools in the world as an edge rusher. Everyone loved him as a recruit. Georgia really needs him to turn it on. Okay, LSU. So this is a four person quarterback battle right now that essentially is now down to two. Miles Brennan missed last half of the season last year with that injury. And Max Johnson, true freshman who surprised everybody by playing better than you know his recruiting ranking would have indicated even beat Florida in the swamp. It seems like it's, it's between those two guys now. John Johnson was 11 for 17 in the spring game. Brennan was 12 for 20 and one touchdown to in the half to Keishon Butte in which he did the throat slash. Does that mean in his eyes, the competition's over? I thought the spring game was a rather severe time to uh, be pulling out the throat slash. But Ed Orgeron says this battle is, and look, he didn't say TJ Finley and, and true freshman Garrett Nussmeyer were out of it, but he did indicate at a certain point after the summer, you're going to have to get to a point in fall camp where we're not getting four guys first team reps. So it's a Max Johnson, Miles Brennan battle. Of course, it behooves LSU not to name a starter just quite yet just like every other team that we're talking about having a quarterback battle because someone's just going to end up transferring and you don't want to lose one of your top two guys. My money's still on Miles Brennan. I think he's the best fit for this uh, Joe Brady reincarnated offense um, with his his young former guys on his on his coaching tree. Small coaching tree, but Joe Brady already got that going with the Panthers last year. I think Miles Brennan should be the guy receiver. LSU's loaded. Already talked about Butte. There's a guy to know, a senior named John Trey Kirkland. He's been mostly a special teams player. 
He's played receiver. He's played corner. They asked him to play receiver for both teams on Saturday, LSU did. And he had 16 catches for 209 yards and two touchdowns. Shea Dixon notes that there's been big spring games in the past. Every single program has them where you get excited about a guy and it never happens, never materializes into anything. But maybe that's different this time. And John John Trey Kirkland is a stud that LSU would love him to be this fall. And then on defense, LSU has to be better there. Number 125 against the pass, number 125 in total defense last year. That's why Bo Pelini is gone and why Durante Jones, formerly the, the defensive backs coach for the Vikings, is a new defensive coordinator. LSU needs that unit to be really improved and maybe even a quality asset this fall and Ed Orgeron's uh, bullish on that he says it was a good job on the defense on Saturday the secondary especially is the most improved area on the football team and then Shea Dixon from 24-7 Sports said Dwight McLaughlin sophomore cornerback is somebody who's really impressed with Eli Ricks out for the spring Miami's game was early uh, on the ACC network, De'Eric King, of course, is starting quarterback, the superstar quarterback. He's out for the spring as he's rehabbing from the ACL. He suffered the ACL Terry suffered in the bowl game. The battle to be his backup is a big one because after 2021, when De'Eric King leaves Miami, it's going to be a, a pretty hot commodity to be the starting quarterback for the Canes as Manny Diaz gets that thing going. Looks like Jake Garcia should be the clubhouse favorite right now to be the number two quarterback. True freshman. Ballyhood recruit, obviously a former USC commit, top 247 recruit as well. A 19 for 25, 252 yards, two touchdowns, including a 52-yarder to Mark Pope, another Miami newcomer who caught my eye, Charleston Rambo. You know the name from Oklahoma. Had six catches for 67 yards in the first quarter alone. Comes on the heels of when he was Miami's leading receiver in its second scrimmage. So Miami had a big question mark last year was receiver. And uh, the guys, with the exception of Mark Pope, really did not play well. A lot of issues catching the ball. Charleston Rambo can help fortify that. I think he'll be receiver one for the Canes. If he's anything close to his 2019 form for Oklahoma, in which he was Jalen Hurts' favorite target, caught 43 passes for 743 yards, I think Miami is going to be pretty tough to beat this fall. Take a quick break. We'll see how I'm doing on my expected goal of 15 minutes or less. And when we come back, we're talking Ohio State and USC. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Okay, Buckeyes, three-man quarterback battle, C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord. I still think it's C.J. Stroud's to lose. He was 16 for 22, 185 yards, two touchdowns. All three played well, though. All three completed better than 50% of their passes and threw for over 100 yards. I'm just thinking, though, Stroud, the former class 2020 recruit, five-star, third five-star in that QB hall that year nationally. Bryce Young, DJ Uyangalele. Stroud's a fellow Californian. I think he's going to win the job. But whoever wins the job is going to have an absolute ball throwing to these receivers. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Jackson Smith and Jigba. And how about these true freshmen? Emeka Egbuka, top receiver in the class of 2021, seven catches for a game high 123 yards. Marvin Harrison Jr., yes, the son of the Marvin Harrison, caught seven passes for 49 yards and a touchdown. It's going to be really fun 
watching Ohio State's offense this year. Absolutely loaded. And then number one running back in the class of 2021, Travion Henderson. It's hard to tell how a running back looks in a spring game. It's usually kind of a, a pass-happy affair. Six carries for 26 yards with a long of 14 and five catches for 29 yards. We will go more in-depth on the Buckeyes later this week. So we'll, we'll talk more about the quarterback battle and all these fun tools on offense could make up the nation's number one offensive attack, in fact. So we'll, we'll do that later. But before we finish on Ohio State, I think I found their next star defensive end. Unless it's Zach Harrison steps up, I think it's going to be Jack Sawyer. True freshman was a number four player in the 24-7 sports composites class of 2021 player rankings. He had three sacks in the spring game. And I know it's a spring game. Quarterbacks wearing a non-do-not-hit jersey, and you can get a sack by just slapping a, slapping a finger on the guy. But that's, that's so pretty impressive. And let's not forget about the USC Trojans. I know that Clay Helton gets a lot of grief. I know that he's perpetually on the hot seat. This team has a lot of talent, though. I was reading the guys over at uscfootball.com, the 24-7 Sports Trojans website. They did a ranking of the top 10 performers from the USC spring game. Number one on their top performers list was junior receiver Drake London. Quit playing basketball this past year. He missed out on a fun Elite Eight run, but I think it's going to pay off for him in the NFL eventually. Um, He was the alpha for the Trojans offense during the spring game. Team high, seven catches, 139 yards on eight targets. And this is just going to be such a loaded receiving corpse for the Trojans. They lose Tyler Vons and Amon Ross St. Brown. They got Drake. They got Brew McCoy. Greg Bryant Jr. is going to be a sophomore. They also got a guy by the name of Michael Jackson the third. We've been hearing good positive buzz about this three-star recruit. He had three catches on six targets for 42 yards and a touchdown. And I think he's going to be a, a big-time contributor for USC. And then I'll, I'll finish on this note for USC. They're probably already getting excited about the post-Keaton Slovis era. Not that they won't enjoy the last year of Keaton Slovis, most likely. But the USCfootball.com guy said that true freshman quarterback Jackson Dart was a big recruiting get for the Trojans, a, a kid who burst onto the scene with a strong senior season, committed over the early signing period, was their number two overall top performer behind just Drake London. So that's it's pretty good when you're true freshman quarterback is not even in line to start is is raising raising eyebrows in your spring game all right i'm sorry if i did not talk about your team i'll probably hear from the auburn fans who want to talk about tank bigsby's long touchdown run and his long kickoff return into that i'll say i just talked about it really enjoyed watching all the spring games this week and it felt like we were back to normalcy it was uh Look, spring games get a bad rep. Talk about the glorified scrimmages and all that. And yeah, it can get a little boring and you can go to a spring game and be really excited. And by the fourth quarter, you're just ready to go home. But we missed having it last year. And it, it was uh, it's pretty fun to watch college football's top teams and a few of its top players and its top freshmen. All those guys show out on Saturday. Our producer's name is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Busy week ahead here on the College Football Daily. Thanks for following along with us. Talk to y'all later. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.